Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. My name is Bob Heilig, your host and the founder of Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for the new wave of network marketing leaders that want to make an impact and aren't just building a downline, they're building a better world. Join us each week and learn how to build a profitable network marketing business that gives you complete freedom so that you can give back to the world in an even bigger way. Welcome, everybody. Episode 82 of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. And today, we are going to be talking about five steps to building your home business empire. I've got a very good friend of mine on the show as a guest today. This is an extra special interview with my good friend, John Milton. John, what is up, brother? Thanks for joining us on the show today. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to be here. I don't know how it's literally taken us this long to do this. <laughs> We're busy guys. We're busy guys. <laughs> well, you're building your home business empire. So who there has time for it. podcast episodes? You just pawned your wife, Nadia, off on me. She was back on like episode 13. So it's taken us <laughs> about 70 episodes to get you on. But here we are. So I'm excited to have you, man. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. So for those of you listening that maybe don't know John, him and his wife, Nadia, have built an absolutely incredible network marketing business with their company. They've been in the profession for over a decade. I won't steal their thunder. John will share his story with you. But I wanted to have John on the podcast because, number one, you know, there's not a lot of people that you run into that when you think about them, you're just like, man, they have such integrity when it comes to the way that they build their business and just how they treat people. And I think, John, what I can say about you and Nadia, and I say this all the time, is you guys have so much integrity in terms of the way that you run your business. And I think that has a lot to do with your success because you've been able to attract so many leaders from this profession that have come and joined you over the last couple of years because they really do, they see you in that way. And I think that that and just your mastery of social media and Facebook, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are pretty good building a network marketing team, like actively in the trenches today. But there is no one better than you, man. I mean, I know I talk to Nadia all the time and you are just relentless, but you guys have come up with such an amazing system that you teach. And I think I wanted to bring you on the episode because the value that you're going to give to my listeners is that you really have mastered combining the offline and the online strategies, right? You've had so much experience with the old school way of building a network marketing business and then now having really mastered social media, I just can't wait for you to share this kind of system that you've come up with. But why don't you, just starting out, why don't you share a little bit about your background and kind of how you know your journey through this profession has gotten you to this point today? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. And I really appreciate you having me on here. Excited to dive deep into some of the strategies. But I can tell you 16 years ago when I looked at the profession what I got excited about back then is the same thing I'm excited about today. And I think it's why most people get involved. They want residual income. They want beach money. They want mailbox money, right? A check coming to their mailbox every week, every month, whatever. And they don't have to continue to work for it, 
right? They can go travel the world, maybe uh, travel the best beaches of the world and make money, right? And, and have that laptop lifestyle. And 16 years ago, nobody was talking about social media. Nobody was talking about, you know, the laptop lifestyle. I don't even know if laptops were around 16 years ago, but for me, it was the freedom, not the income that attracted me to this profession. And getting started back then, obviously, I had no clue what I was doing, but I was hungry. And I think, you know, there's there's a couple components when it comes to becoming successful in this profession. And one of them is obviously hunger, work ethic, integrity. You talked about that. I mean, a lot of this is important, but, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk said something I'll never forget. And it stuck with me because it really was my mentality even before he said it. But hearing him say it was just like, wow, that's that's exactly what it's all about. It's not how much money you make. It's how you make your money. And for me, the way I was making my money, finally, when I started to see success in network marketing 10 years ago, when I finally cracked six figures, which was a big goal of mine in the industry, once I finally did that, it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And I know, Bob, your story is very similar where, you know, you went out and built a huge business. In fact, at one point, you and I were in the same company, but it was all offline. It was all, you know, very, you know, cold messaging, spammy, walking, talking billboard for the MLM we were in. And it was just, you know, running around doing meetings and presentations all the time. And look, I'll tell you this. I actually love meetings. It's funny because people think I'm like a meeting hater these days. And I actually love meetings. It's not the meetings I disliked. It was traveling to and from the meetings all the time. You know, it was being out every night and every weekend having to do presentations to drive my business because I started a small, you know, I started a family and I had small children, young children. And I felt like I was having to sacrifice fatherhood and being a good husband to go build my business. And that just wasn't okay with me. It was okay at first because my kids were, you know, my, my son was young and then we had our, our second child, our daughter. And it was okay when they were babies, right? It was okay when they were even like, you know, in that three, four, five year old age. But as my son started going to school and he's getting home at, you know, three o'clock or he's starting to play like uh, t-ball on the weekends and stuff. And I got to go do meetings. I can't be at his games, his practices. I, you know, he gets home from school and I have to run out the door at four o'clock to beat rush hour traffic to go do a meeting an hour and a half away. That just wasn't what I signed up for. Hmm. And my priorities started changing and my goals started changing a little bit. It was almost like I didn't care about making a million dollars anymore, which is funny because I know you talk about this all the time. You know, it's more about impact and helping other people. And eventually the goal of a million dollars will happen because you helped so many other people hit their goals. And I think one of the things that we came to realize, this was about five years ago, we came to realize that if you use the internet, to attract leads and build your business, you can create the income, but you can also create freedom. Mm. And that's what excited me about attraction marketing, creating curiosity, using social media to communicate with your team and teach duplicatable strategies. So I could still make a decent income, maybe even a significant income, but not have to sacrifice fatherhood, not have to sacrifice being a husband and being at home with my family, which, hello, this is a home-based business. And the joke used to be in the former company I was in for years, I was with the company for seven years and I had financial success finally. But again, it was like the joke was it's a home business where you're never home. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, but it's not because why would anyone 
start a business while they're working their full-time job or they have a full-time business of their very own and they're starting a network marketing business, Bob, because they want to get out of that job and spend more time with their family or maybe just spend more time. Maybe they don't have a family, but they just want to spend time doing the things they love and the things they want to do. And once you get sucked into it and you build this big team, you're like, wait a second, I'm actually working more now than I was in the mortgage business. I'm working more now than I was when I had a regular job. So, you know, for me, I really wanted to create something online. I even considered, and this is sad, I almost considered getting away from the network marketing industry altogether because I was so disenchanted with what it had become, which is basically like I was a traveling salesperson. I was out every night, every weekend away from my family. Hmm. Well, you know what I think, man? It's like I'm listening to you talk, and the first thing that I think about is really determining how do you define success, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that... There's this concept that I talk a lot about, which is creating lifestyle outcomes and being very intentional about asking yourself the question, what kind of a business do I want to build a life around my business or do I want to build a business around my life? And I think when what, what I really admire about you is you and Nadia were very intentional about getting to a point where you said, listen... This is not the path we want to be on. So instead of just, you know, continuing, you know, the definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing, expecting it's going to change. You said, how can we make things different? How can we have success, but at the same time still have that family time and, and create that lifestyle that we want? And that's obviously what led you to social media. But I also what I think is so powerful about your story, John, is you were willing to reinvent yourself, Right. Yeah. And I think that's something that keeps so many people stuck, especially a lot of leaders that have had a level of success. They've reached this level of success and then they get stuck in their personal growth and they get comfortable and kind of, let's be real, a little lazy sometimes. But yeah. you were really willing to reinvent yourself, get it, you know, throw yourself into a world of Facebook and social media that was completely unknown to you and just kind of figure it out. So here's what I'd like to ask you. I mean, let's just, let's assume that the majority of our listeners have already probably figured out, hey, I, I get social media needs to be a bigger part of my business. I, I understand the value of not being able to leave my home and build a business for at least a good portion of what I'm doing. But what would you say like to the people that are like, look, I'm spending time on Facebook, but it, ain't, it just ain't working for me. I mean, what are some of like the bigger mistakes that you see or maybe even that you made when those early days when you first started you know, putting yourself out there? What are some of the biggest reasons that you see in your experience that people aren't able to be successful using Facebook? Well, it's a great question because I think there is one caveat these days and it's you have to realize that technology is changing all the time, right? I remember when you first started doing live videos, just like we did on Periscope, right? Who's talking about Periscope now? So as much as I love Facebook, I can't say that listening to this interview a year from now or two years from now will be the same relevant information, right? The content I'm sharing now might be a little different. I'm sure it'll still be Facebook. Facebook will still be the most dominant social media platform, but there's no way you can tell what six months from now or 12 months from now, two years from now is going to look like. For me, I just knew this. 
And this is what all of the experts were talking about five years ago when they started talking about building a business online. You have to build. You've got to build a list. You've got to build a following. And I remember, Bob, I first heard them talk about building a list. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like a list. What does that mean, a list? And it really boils down to just building a following, right? You have an audience of humans (laughs) that know who you are. They may or may not know you on a personal level. They may have never met you, right? But they know of you, right? They, they plug into you once in a while. They see you in their newsfeed on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever platform you're using. For me, I choose Facebook because it's the most user-friendly. The most people are on it. It's very rare that I meet somebody that isn't on Facebook. It's, you know, once in a while you might meet somebody that's only on Twitter or only on LinkedIn. But most of the people, especially because my business, my network marketing team, it's mostly women. And I think it's like 85% women in my organization. Most of them, if not all of them, have already built a network, built a following on Facebook, you know, and and it's an engaged following, right? They have a few hundred all the way up to a few thousand friends. That's your list. That's what you start with. Now, down the road, if you want to really step it up and build an email list or you want to start a podcast or you want to go into other social media platforms, that's your prerogative. You could, you know, spend money on ads and all these other things. But honestly, a lot of that is not simple, not duplicatable. And it takes a lot more time to build up an audience on all these other platforms. So Facebook is the best place for most people to start. However, you have to also realize there's the most competition, right? There's more marketers on Facebook. And especially in today's day and age, there's a lot of network marketing companies that use Facebook to build their businesses. One thing that I do notice though, the people that are struggling, most of them do not create enough generic value to attract people. And when we talk about five steps of creating a profitable business, one of the, it's actually the first step and one of the most important steps is attracting people to you. What do you want people to know you for? Like for instance, I'm a dad. I love baseball, right? There's things that, that people know me for. I have a background in mortgages and real estate right? I I'm big on Facebook. Like there's things that people know me as like, if someone was to talk about you, they were to talk about you, what would they say about you? You're a horse lover. Maybe you're really into fitness. Maybe you're a great mom. Uh, maybe you have a bunch of grandkids, right? You're really into sports or, uh, you love to travel. What would people say about you? Right. That might be your brand. That might be how you start to attract like minded people. See, people do business with people they know, love and trust. Right, Bob? I know you point that. Right. So (laughs) the truth is most people that struggle on social media, it's because it's all about them. It's all about what they can get. They don't deposit into their social equity. They don't deposit enough goodness Right there, as Nadia would say, the stingy with the goodness. Right? <laughs> they, they, they always want to get from social media. What can I make based on this video or post that I do today? How can I you know, get another sale? How can I get another rep? Right? And they don't make it about giving and providing value. Maybe you want to make people laugh. Maybe you want to make them think. You want to motivate and inspire. And you'd be surprised by how many people are watching you that never comment. They never engage, but they're watching you. And if they see you as a walking, talking billboard, you have commission breath, they're not going to have interest in connecting with you. Mm-hmm. They'll never have interest in what you're promoting because they don't trust you. They mm-hmm. don't like you. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we talk a lot about, you know, when you're, you mentioned generic content and sometimes 
people, they're like, well, what does that mean? And I think we teach people that pick your, we call it your three storylines. You know, what are the three storylines? So if you feel like you're creating your own show, which is, that's essentially what your social media is. What are your three storylines? You know, yours are dad, right? You, you have, you put a ton of content out there with, you know, Dylan who plays with baseball and, you know, your just family life at home and interacting with them. And, and another one of yours obviously is, you know, entrepreneur and social media training. And so I think you pick what are these different storylines that you want to tell through your content. But like you said, most of it has nothing to do with your specific company. So you might be in a health and wellness company and maybe one of your storylines is health and wellness because that's something you're passionate about, but you're doing it just from the perspective of, like you said, giving, trying to add value to people, help them. And then, you know, just, would you say, just sprinkling in every now and then kind of what you do, but not making it so obvious and kind of like, I love it. I remember you said this, it shouldn't be so obvious what company you're in. Like somebody should actually have to do a little digging on your Facebook profile to find out what company you're with. Would you agree with that? Amen. hundred percent. If look, if somebody's already in the profession, then maybe it's a little easier for them to figure out which company you're with because they recognize the product or they see the mutual friends you have. But outside of that, if a random person or a close friend that's not in the industry lands in your profile, either way, they shouldn't know what you do without them connecting with you. Mm. If it says, and it's funny how I have to keep talking about this because I've been talking about this for five years and still, and I know you do too, you teach this. Every day I see people's profiles and it says, you know, distributor for ABC company in their bio as if that's who they are. And it's like, hold on a second, you just joined that company two months ago and that's the number one thing you want people to know about you, right? That, that just smells, that reeks of commission breath, right? They can smell it a mile away. So I'm all about creating curiosity. You hit the nail on the head, sprinkling it in there, right? We want to blend in the conversation about our business and product through our generic content that we put out there. I'm not saying, and this is where there's always confusion, I get people that are like, well, if I never promote my product or business, how am I going to generate leads? And I'm like, no, no, no. You do promote it, but you do it strategically. Mm. You do it through storytelling. You do it in your videos. You could post a before and after, but not say the name of the product that created the result for you or your customer. Mm. It's about continuously putting out value and bringing people into your world So they look at you as an expert or they look at you as a a person that provides entertainment or something that gets them to want to pay attention to you once in a while. And then you can talk about your business, talk about your product, and you'll get more response because they already follow you on a personal level or they follow your training or they follow the value you're putting out there. Like some of the best people that we mentor or some of the best success stories that we've created and some of the leaders that are on our team, they have success because they're constantly doing videos, maybe not every day, right? I think every day might be a little tough over a sustained period of time, but you know, they, they do live videos and then they, they put out, you know, something about their family or something about, you know, things that they care about what you just talked about as far as finding maybe the three pillars of what you want people to know you for. And then inside of that, that story that you're telling within the story that you're sharing or the journey or the training, you're talking about your product, but you do it in a way that's either nonchalant or you do it in a way that's more direct, 
but you don't do it all the time. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. They either never promote their product or business or they promote it too many times, not just per week, but per day. Like I've landed on social media profiles, specifically Facebook, where someone has posted four times in the last seven hours about their business or product. And none of those posts even have an opportunity to create traction. And Facebook is not going to share your content in everyone's newsfeed because you're just doing it too often and it's just not valuable enough for them to justify even sharing it. So you're sharing it on your wall, but nobody's seeing it. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, hey, listen, I want to dig into these five steps, this system that you teach. But before we do that, for anybody that's listening that doesn't really, let's just say, follow you or know the story, just really quickly share with everybody the state of your business today. So, you know, let them know, you know, what's your business look like today and so that they can really get a sense of how this information, implementing this into your business and what specifically you're going to share with them right now, literally the system that helped you create this, but let them know where your business is and what it looks like today. So we did over $25 million in sales last year as a team, and 80% of that volume came from real customers. And here's why I point out those two factors. Look, it's one thing to have a bunch of hype and a bunch of growth because of the timing of a business where everybody's just recruiting recruiters to recruit more recruiters. So that's exciting to do a lot of revenue. But if the next year the revenue is half or even less than half, that's a problem. And, you know, I wanted to build a real business with real customers, not just create something on Facebook because I launched something new and a bunch of people joined. Right. So we've created a business that is generating millions a month in revenue, right? Two million plus in revenue per month. But we have a lot of that revenue coming from customers. Mm. So I think that's a really big deal and it'll help me explain our system because one thing that we figured out, and this was probably four or five years ago when we started doing the online thing, one of the things we also realized is that most people don't want to build a business, right? Most people don't want to drive Uber. They want to use Uber, Mm. Most people don't want to own a restaurant. They want to eat at a restaurant. So most people will buy your network marketing product versus sell and join your business to be a promoter of the product. Mm. So we really did focus on, you know, teaching people how to use social media the right way. But actually, and this is what's weird, Bob, because I was always against this. (laughs) I've always been a big recruiter, but that's also my personality. I'm a business guy, right? Like you're the same way, right? Like you and I want to build businesses and impact people and make make the big bucks by helping other people make the big bucks. Like that was, you know, what what I got in for. And I'm assuming you, you know, you're the same way. But the thing is, we started teaching people to lead with the product. We started teaching people to create curiosity around the product, not just the business. You can do both. But we noticed that more people buy the product and join to sell the product. And we noticed that more people were capable of selling a product than recruiting other people to sell mm. a product, at least in the beginning, at least in the beginning when they first launched their business. So yeah, 25 million last year. We've got a ton of people making money. Even if they're not like a big recruiter, they're out there making $1,000 a month just getting customers. They're out there making 500 a month, 1500 a month just getting customers. We even have some people that literally make $5,000 plus per month just on their customer base. Mm. So 
us making money is one thing. We actually cleared seven figures for the first time last year. We had a couple months where we cracked over 150,000 in commissions. Wow. So those were some of our bigger months. And that's great. But if I'm the only one making money, then my business is built on a house of cards and it's going to collapse. Wow. So the fact of the matter is when we started focusing on customer acquisition, we started to notice more people winning, more people making money. And you want to talk about retention, people in my business don't quit nearly as much because they're making money even if they don't recruit. Wow. What I love, because I, I know you guys really well, is you know the quality of life. That, I mean, I, I swear to God, you guys are on a vacation like every other week, it seems like. <laughs> I mean, you're going on vacation. You know, it's like you're home. I mean, but at, you, you just talk, talk for a second about the quality of life, like what it's like today compared to, you know, those days of five, six days a week driving around, going to meetings and, and all that stuff. Well, you know, it's like I told someone the other day, you're still going to work hard and you're still going to have people struggle. You can't avoid the suck right? Embrace the suck. You're still going to have those days where you're exhausted or you're like, you feel like you're on Facebook for like the entire day. You're still going to have days where you're trying to figure things out on Facebook. Like, what should I post? What should I do a video about? Oh, that last video, I want to delete it. Like I, you're still going to experience all of that. You're still going to sign people up that do nothing. You're still going to have people join your team and quit. You're still going to have the same type of challenges you would have offline but at least you're struggling in your gym shorts. <laughs> it's like, you know, people are like, oh, so so because of your system and the way you do things, everybody's making money and everybody's having success. No, I still have people that struggle. I still have people because you're, look, you're punished or rewarded based on the life you led prior to getting involved. Mm -hmm. Right. So people are still going to have the uncomfortable conversations with people. You can't avoid that. You're still going to have people get in, buy your product, and then two weeks later, the aliens abducted them and they returned their product. You don't know what happened. You still deal with all that, but at least you deal with it from home. You know, it's tough when you drive to a meeting two hours one way in traffic. You get there, nobody shows up. So not only did you just waste two hours one way, four hours total in the car, probably an extra hour at the house telling the person it's not a big deal, It'll be better next time trying to talk them off the ledge. But as soon as you pull out of the driveway, they've already quit. Mm. They've already mentally quit. They're like, I ain't doing another one of those meetings. That sucked. Right. So the truth is you're still going to experience struggle. You're still going to have to work hard. It's just you can work smarter and you can help people build a business from home. So even if they do struggle, it won't be as much sacrifice and pain as it would be if they were building the way we used to build. Yeah, totally. I love it, man. All right, so let's get into this. These five steps. So you've got the background on John. You know, twenty-five million. You said last year in sales on the team. Yep. Yep. And um, you know, so obviously he knows a little something about creating success. So why don't we get into this system? I'm sure everybody's got their pens out. They're excited to hear it. What? What? Go through. Let's go through one by one. What are the five steps that you teach? So the first step, and I already touched on this, but it's prospecting and attracting leads. So you really want to set up your online presence to give you instant credibility and likability. And you should, this should be a goal, create one piece of valuable content every day. To be clear, that doesn't always mean that you're teaching people how to make money online and you're a network marketing trainer. That's not what that means. That means you could literally read a leadership book or hop into one of you know, Bob's legacy, legacy leadership, 
you know, trainings, right? One of his master classes and learn some stuff. And then you want to share it on social media. It could be that you read a great book and you want to share some tips, whatever you can do to provide value and build your personal brand revolving around helping other people. Maybe you want to make them laugh, make them cry, make them think, right? You want to inspire, whatever that looks like. But I think it should be one piece of content every day. I chose to use video because that's where I'm very strong. I do a great job of communicating through video. But, you know, sometimes I don't do a video, but maybe I put out a post of my family and it's like an inspirational story. Maybe it's a post about something that I think could help other people. And it doesn't have to be something really long. It could be, you know, one sentence, like just every day. Think about what could I share that could help someone else? Mm. And here's how, you know, you're headed down the right path when people start thanking you. Right. I mean, Bob, you probably get countless thank yous every day. Right. Like if people are thanking you for a video or a post or something you shared, you know, you're headed down the right path. And, you know, it just feels good, man. It's it just starts. It starts to become a passion because you're like, what can I share that could impact someone struggling today? Mm-hmm. Right. It could be parenting. It could be anything, anything. It doesn't have to be about your business or product. But I want to be very clear. That doesn't mean you just sit back twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the leads to hit up your inbox. You might do videos every day like Bob did for six months before you even monetize, before you're even sure of what direction to go in. You just start providing that value and putting yourself out there, but you don't stop prospecting. You don't stop proactively reaching out to people to have conversations about your business or product. So step one really is prospecting and attracting. Could you do one or the other? Sure, but you're going to limit the success that you have because if all you're doing is prospecting and when people land on your profile, they can't figure out anything about you because it's just there's nothing of value that you're sharing because you never post or you post three, four times a day. But again, it's just you constantly selling and promoting your business. So you want to be somewhere in the middle of that, right? You want to you want to post, but you don't want to overpost, and you want to do it where it creates curiosity or attracts or brings people into your world so they get to know you. And then transitioning into step two is connecting with the people that start to like, comment, and reach out, right? You got to connect with them. And what that means is you're building a real connection. You want to be a human first, a marketer second. If you're always going straight for the kill, straight for the jugular, right? Straight for the commission. And you're not getting to know people because you don't ask any questions. You don't care what they're up to. You don't care about their family. Even if you say, no, John, John, I do care. That's why I want them to get this product and make a million dollars. Okay, (laughs) I get that you're excited about your business or product, but just remember, it's a lot like dating. They're not ready for you to get down on one knee yet, right? They haven't even, they haven't even had a cup of coffee with you. So even if it's somebody you know really well or it's someone you don't know, you need to build rapport. You need to build that connection and you just ask questions. People are like, well, what do I say to them? Hey, Bob, how's it going, man? What have you been up to? Maybe you even check out his or her profile and you see what she's been posting recently and you make a comment regarding what she's posting. So you connect with people. Mm. I'll never forget. I'm pretty sure you were the one that said this. I heard say this, that. I mean, look, this is where a lot of people struggle, right? They get the, all right, I'm just going to start putting stuff out there, but how and when do I eventually 
transition into that offer. And I think a lot of people get stuck. And I heard you say once, and I couldn't agree more, make the goal conversation, not conversion. Yes. Because if you, and you're a master at this, right? If you go into it thinking how, what, you know, what combination of words can I say to them to to give me the best shot at signing them up, you're going to overthink it. You're going to be stuck. But if you really like just genuinely go into it with the idea of let me just start a conversation and see how John's doing. And and now part of that, you have to also accept the fact that not everyone is a prospect at that yeah. particular moment in time. So you have to be okay with not every single conversation ending up. But if you have that mindset I think, wouldn't you say, John, that this, you really don't need to overthink it this much. It just kind of flows and happens naturally when you do this consistently. Yes. And this is where the abundance mentality is so important because if you have the mentality of, I got to get the person signed up or I got to, I got to, I'm rank advancing. I'm, you know, I got to go, I got to hit it. You end up ruining some really good relationships and some really good contacts. It might not be a you know, a situation where you permanently ruined that relationship, but it's going to take a while to build back up their trust and belief in you as a friend because you were a little too pushy, a little too desperate or needy. And again, a lot like dating, right? If you're trying to, you know, get a girl or a guy to go out with you and you're, you're too pushy or too desperate, even if you're super good looking, they're going to be like, what's the catch here? Like, why are they so damn eager? Like what's going on here, right? So you, you really need to be a professional conversation starter and realize that a no is not a no forever. It's just no, not now. That's why you plant seeds. That's why you stay in touch with people. And again, this goes back to step one. This is why you build a brand. Because if you reach out to prospect them and you planted that seed, even if they don't join now or buy your product now, Guess what? You're still connected on social media. They're still going to see your videos in their newsfeed once in a while. They're still going to see some of your posts once in a while. And because you're going to connect with them once in a while, especially if it's a good person, eventually at some point, whether it's a month, a year or five years from now, they're going to be a part of your business, especially if they start to see that you're creating success, maybe not in the business, but on the product. Right. So so. You just got to keep in mind that every conversation does not need to end up in a transaction or a commission. It's just you building up that social equity with your contacts. And, you know, in some of our trainings, we even talk about building lists on Facebook. If you don't know how to do this, Google it. But you can actually create custom lists on Facebook. So you could actually customize what you see in your newsfeed. You know, you could have a customer list on Facebook with all your Facebook friends. You could have a prospecting list, you know, your A player list. So you can actually go in and change your list to customize what you see in your news feed and who you're reaching out to. So just some, some, you know, advanced tactics there. But at some point through the connection and through the conversations you're having, you're going to get into step three, which is inviting people to look at your products or look at your business. We don't want to get into... Uh, again, hardcore selling or, you know, getting into a situation where we are pushing people, but you do have to encourage, you do have to recommend, you do have to say, oh my gosh, man, you got to take a look at something amazing 
that I'm a part of. You got to take a look at this product that I'm using. It it's blown me away. The kind of results not only that I've gotten, but some of the people that I've shared this with have gotten, right? Maybe you want to talk about the business. I found a way to make money online from home part-time. I don't know if you've ever looked into making money from home, but this has changed my life. I've got new goals. I'm going to be, you know, firing my boss soon. Ha ha ha. Like you want to find ways of transitioning. And this is also, Bob, you touched on this. This is where a lot of people get stuck because as much as I don't want you to have commission breath and as much as I don't want you to end up in the NFL, no friends left, I also don't want you to never prospect because you're so worried about damaging a relationship. I, I will say this, and I know this might, might sound counterintuitive, but I would rather someone prospects too soon than waits too long and never brings up the conversation. Mm. However, even if you did do that and you say, oh my God, John, I ha- I'm, I'm dealing with that right now. I got people that I, I literally have been building a rapport with for six months. I go to their son's soccer games. I, I wish them all happy birthday. Like, I get it. You're like, oh my gosh, I've waited too long. Here's the thing. Remember, they're seeing what you post on social media. Maybe you need to test out what you're posting a little bit more and be a little more bold with sharing some of what's going on because I don't want people to never promote their product or business, never prospect because they're so worried about seeming too eager or desperate. So there is that, that, that magical combination of rapport building, building your brand, but then also not waiting forever to talk about your business or product. I mean, you gotta, you just gotta kind of test it out and see what you're most comfortable with. But at the end of the day, if you're not exposing people, you're not getting step three in place, right? Getting eyeballs on the information, you're not going to make money, period, end of story. If you don't give them information to help them make a decision, you're not going to make money. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more with the, you know, prospecting people earlier. I think we hear so much about this build a relationship, build rapport, and we have this, in my opinion, quite frankly, people use that whole well, they told me to build a relationship. They use that as the excuse why they do not want to face their fear in actually making an offer. Bingo. So we actually tell ourselves a story that, well, I just got to, you know, I got to keep building that relationship. And, you know, we talk a lot on this podcast. I did an episode about creative interpretations where it's like we create a story in our mind that either causes us to take the action, which is a green light, or not do it, which is a red light. And people create red lights around the premise of I got to build the relationship. When meanwhile, that very person might be lying asleep, you know, lying awake at night, hoping and praying for something to come into their life to help improve their life. And I think, why not at least ask the question? If you do it the way that, you know, I teach or you teach, you're not going to offend someone by asking them a question. Here's the real issue. And let me know if you agree with this, John. Number one, I've always taught people no is the start of the process, not the end of it, right? And the real issue, and I'm going to call some people out that are listening to this episode right now, is if when someone tells you no, that's the last time they hear from you. Yes. And that's the big issue with people. It's about what you do after the no. Do you have that genuine, sincere interest of continuing to build rapport and build a relationship because all that no means is it's just not yet. Yep. So that's when it starts in my mind. That's the biggest problem with people is they're not 
thinking long term when they have the, that. That's, again, the abundance mentality. Like eventually I'm going to get to where I want to go if I keep going down this path. And whether it's Bob or John or Sally or Susan, it doesn't matter who it's going to be and who's going to you know, take this ride, take on this journey with me. I'm just going to plant seeds. I'm going to provide value. I'm not going to come at people with my agenda. I'm going to share something with them because I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's a great product, but I'm not, I'm not going to get hung up on you know, me needing any particular person. And I think when you have that mindset of, hey, look, you know what? I'm in this for the long haul. You know, a no means not now. I'm still going to continue to build a relationship. And look, you, you can't reach out to everyone every day or every week, but you just have the mindset of, okay, you know, it's not a big deal if they say no. It's not a big deal if I made some mistakes in the past. It's not a big deal if, you know, I've been doing it all wrong. People always say that. Oh my gosh, John, I heard your training. I've been doing it all wrong. I know you get that all the time, Bob, right? I've been doing it, been doing it all wrong. Like, look, it's not a big deal. Just moving forward, Let's start implementing some of what we're teaching you, and eventually you'll look back and laugh at what you used to post and laugh at what you used to say. But I think when you just have that genuine interest in helping other people and you're just you know, there to, to build a, a relationship but simultaneously share something you're excited about and, and you just don't really care if they join or not, it, it does make it a lot more fun because you're not, a, you're not addicted to that outcome of the no. And then, of course – as you're planting those seeds and you use a system that I'm big on ATM for, for your listeners that don't know what ATM is, add tag message. We basically came up with this concept with our company, not, not me per se, but our, our, the collective leaders in our, in, our, in our company. And basically we started using these prospecting groups and it has been so friggin' effective. We have one group that promotes our weight loss program. With over 300,000 people, we've got a liquid collagen line with over 100,000 people in that group. And these are you know, groups that we use for prospecting customers, not talking about the business, but just specifically targeting people that are interested in those product lines so they can get more information. So what, what someone does is they add a prospect to the group. They tag them in preferably the pinned post, maybe a couple of before and afters or other posts if they want the person to see and then we teach people how to follow up, do a follow up message or even a group message, a group chat on Facebook Messenger. And the reason I love the group chats, because I, as a leader, for the leaders listening, you don't have to be on three way calls all day and be in home meetings all the time. You can talk to your new person's prospect through a group chat on Facebook Messenger. It's more effective, it's more efficient, there's less pressure on you the prospect and the prospector because not everybody has to be on this one call at this particular time. And Bob, I remember back in the day, I wanted momentum so bad. Then I finally got it. And dude, I would have days where I was 10 three-way calls deep, meaning I'm on a three-way call and I've got nine more to do. And everybody's waiting on me to get back to them to do a three-way call. Like that is not good business, right? Like you don't want to be in a situation where you're on the phone all day doing three-way calls because the truth is you're either talking too much, rushing them through the conversation, and you're simply not making a big enough impact or creating a, a, an independent business. And that's what I wanted. I want to know that while I'm doing this podcast interview, that if somebody does need me to talk to their prospect, maybe they have a, an A player, maybe it's one of my personal recruits because, of course, if it's a personal recruit, I really have to help them because I'm their go-to. 
I want to know that if if I was put in two or three group chats, I get done with this podcast, I can go back and respond to those two or three messages where that person has already been added. They've already been tagged. I'm jumping into that message to help answer questions and help, you know, get a buying decision. Do you want to get started or do you want to wait? Or again, do you have questions? And I answer questions. So it's such a great way for us leaders to create duplication. Because think about this too, Bob, every single conversation is being recorded. It's all saved. So if somebody wants to learn, well, how does John answer questions or how does John overcome objections and and ultimately get the new person to, to you know partner up with us and make the decision to get started. They can go back and look at all the group chats they put me in, and it just creates a lot more leverage, a lot more duplication. And here's what we actually teach on our team, Bob, is we teach people to put their prospect in a group chat with two or better yet, three upline leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'll get people that'll then say, well, my upline quit and my upline isn't on social media. Okay, maybe find some downline or sideline you could do this with where you all work together. Listen, it's not that you have to have your upline help you close a customer or a recruit. It's just that you need your, your prospect to meet someone else. You need them to meet other people because you telling the story is great, But you having other people tell the story, people they don't know, is super great. Mm. And then you couple that with the ATM prospecting groups. Like we also have a group for recruiting. We keep that group separate. Now, I will say this. If someone wants to use one group to prospect, you can do that. You don't have to have separate groups. There's different reasons for having different groups. It, It really doesn't matter. I've done it both ways. Both ways work. At the end of the day, I just like having secret communities that are adding that you are adding your prospects to for exposure purposes because it's easy, which makes it more duplicatable. And here's the best part. I can build a global business. I can build a global business because even when I'm sleeping, even when I'm not working my business, people are getting ATM'd. They're getting added and tagged. They're in messages, group messages. We're teaching them how to follow up and close. And then step five is just teaching them how to master those four steps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way you do, man. I teach, you know, inside of my membership, I teach this uh, Facebook group chat strategy as well. And I think my opinion on it is I, I'm not necessarily saying that you shouldn't do three way calls because there is yeah. value getting the right person on the phone with with the right, you know, with your leader. But I think it, what it's doing is it's increasing the amount of people that take that next step, right? It's so yeah. much easier to get add someone to a group chat than it yes. is to get them on the phone with another live human being that they don't real they don't know, they've never met, you know, maybe they're moderately interested. So the group chat strategy to me makes so much sense because it's that it's almost like an in-between step mm-hmm. that will just get that much many more people in front of the information, which will increase your results. So I you know, I totally, totally agree with you there. So but let, let's get back to the to the process. So what, what we've gone through, does that cover step three now? Or let's just kind of recap. That, that's, yes, yeah, so that's all five steps. So I'll just reiterate. Step one yep. is prospecting and attracting leads. Yep. Got to do both. If you want to maximize the potential on social media, you do both. Doing one or the other it's just, it's just not going to be nearly as effective or profitable for you. So you should really master both, which obviously, Bob, you teach that in your, your legacy leadership. Step two is connecting with the leads. 
you know, the people that actually are responding, the people that actually are reaching out or you're reaching out to them and they're getting back to you. Cause you know, you get people all the time, they go, I'm reaching out. Nobody's getting back to me. And it's like, well, what are you saying? And then they tell you what they're saying. You're like, I wouldn't respond to that either. Would you <laughs> like, Hey Bob, how's it going? I see you just had a baby recently. That's awesome, man. Listen, Hey, I got something I want to share with you, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you didn't even let them like respond to, Hey, how's it going? People are like, what's your script to get people to respond? Hey man, what's up? <laughs> like, just be cool. Right? So, so step two, connecting with the lead. Step three, the invitation, getting people to look at your business. For us, we use ATM. Step four is follow up and close. You got to sort, don't sell. You're just sorting. You're looking for people that are looking, right? You're looking for people that are open. You're not looking to convince and close everyone. Some people you're planting seeds. Some people you're saying, hey, would you like me to keep you in the loop? Follow up with you and give you updates. People love updates, right? I'll update you when the company's got any good promotions or I can update you when uh, some exciting things are happening. People like being updated and you just never know when you're going to catch someone where they're having an off day or you know, they just got downsized or you know, they're, they just found out they're having a, a second child and now they start thinking differently about spending more time at home. You just never know when you're going to catch someone at the right time. But you, you, look, the fortune's in the follow-up. You'd be surprised how many people I talked to that signed up after you know, two years of staying in touch, six months of staying in touch. Maybe I signed them up years ago in my business and they quit. Mm. And they come back around and they're like, hey, man, are you still in network marketing or, hey, I'm thinking about getting back in or, you know, what are you doing these days? So following up is, is important. And, you know, obviously a part of that is closing. And then step five is getting those new recruits plugged in so they can learn step one, two, three and four. Mm. You know what I love about the fourth step, which is the following up, right? That I think that's one where people struggle a lot. And I think if we if we think about everything we've talked about this episode, if people are doing what you're saying, right, they're creating content on social media, they're doing videos where the goal is not just to sell, it's to, to add value and give and educate and entertain and empower people. And all of these prospects that, have, that they've approached at some point, they're aware of what they're doing, but they're seeing them do something different on social and they're starting to pay attention and maybe they're watching a video every now and then and saying, wow, that was a really great tip or I'm glad that they you put that out there, right? You're, you're literally what you're doing is you're building relationships through your content. I use the analogy of every time you prospect someone and they tell you no, you just planted a seed. Yep. The, the problem is most people that are in this type of a business they never take the time to water or cultivate the seed. They just go back, right? They never, so imagine this, you never water the seed and then you go back six months later and you try to dig it up and say, oh, I hope there's a plant. There ain't gonna be no plant unless you did something to cultivate that relationship. So what you're, teach, what you're teaching them is water the seeds, cultivate yep. it so that when you go back six months later and maybe you just reach out, like you said, and start a conversation, if the timing is better on their end, trust me, they are going to start asking you questions. They're going to be curious. They're, you know, they're thinking of you. And, and the thing that I found, and maybe tell me if you feel any different, most people are not going to reach out to you. Like how many times have you heard somebody say, hey, I've been thinking, I've been wanting to reach out to you, but did they know? They won't. But nope. when you reach out to them, start the conversation, timing's better, you've cultivated that relationship, all of a sudden you get the result that you want. 
Yeah. And here's what I'll tell you. I have some incredible leaders. Like I'm literally blessed with the people that I get to work with that are part of my team. And you know, it's interesting. I would say half my leaders, it could have easily been the other way around. And I could have been under them in another business if things would have been different, just, you know, timing and whatever. I mean, they're, they are that strong. And I will say this, even some of them have a tough time with signing up someone after just a couple conversations. Like some of the best closers I know do not close someone in one or two conversations. Yeah, you might get a red apple once in a while that's ripe and ready to go, right? You have someone reach out to you and go, I saw your video and I heard you talk about your your, your product and I, 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 want, I want some of that. That sounded great. I actually had this happen just a couple weeks ago. Someone reached out to me and that was exactly how it went. But that's not that's not normal. That doesn't happen all the time. It's really cultivating those relationships, like you said, and you're kind of putting them in that incubator, right? It's like they're they're in the ATM group. They took a look. They're not ready right now. They see your videos once in a while. You're updating them once in a while. And sometimes, you know what? You reach out to them and you don't even talk about your business, right? You're, you're commenting and you're engaging on their Facebook posts. You know, you're, you're being, again, a friend first, a human first, a marketer second. Mm. Yep. You know what's so funny? It's like when you do stuff like that, like when you find the balance between making the offer, but then also just checking in for the simple fact that you wanted to check in, when you don't make that offer and you get out of that conversation, it actually makes them even more curious because they're like, why didn't they try to pitch me? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like I was just waiting for it and it never came. So they're like, well, huh. Okay. It's just interesting how how all of these different strategies kind of work together. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, listen, I know that anybody that hears this episode is going to get tremendous value. And I think the thing that I'm taking away from this is that you got to keep it simple for people, right? Like these five steps, these are not, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to go out and do this, but it does take consistency. And it takes having the faith that if you just do the right things, long enough, eventually you're going to get to the results that you want. And I think also, you know, and you and Nadia are the best example of this is that if you leverage social media in a way where you really do just come from the perspective of trying to build relationships and help people, that's going to be a formula that wins. And on that note, I'm really fired up to, uh, I announced just the other week that You and Nadia are going to be featured speakers at my upcoming live event, which is happening at the end of April. First time I've ever hosted this event, the Impact and Growth Summit. And your topic is going to be how to build a million-dollar team on Facebook using curiosity marketing. So, you know, you kind of touched on some of these things, but I know you've got a really special training plan for the event where you are going to dig deep into the content creation and the like generating curiosity to get people coming to you. So do you want to talk a second about kind of what you have planned to chat about at the event? Yeah, this is a a very advanced training and it's something we're excited about because this will be the first time we've trained this anywhere live on stage from stage. And for your audience, this is perfect because you teach so much high level training. But you know, it's funny as advanced as what we teach and what you teach really is, it's really not that complicated. You don't need to have a background in what we teach or have a degree or go to school or anything like that. It's really simple. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? It's not, you know, high level 
uh, conversation that any of us couldn't just figure out over a handful of weeks or months. It's really just the implementation that can can take some time, right? Getting comfortable with doing videos and getting comfortable with putting yourself out there online. But it, it really is something that I think is is going to be hugely impactful where people literally, as soon as our training is over, they'll be able to put out posts and teach their team what to share and what to what to create so that people reach out, so that people ask questions, so that once in a while, again, not all the time, not every day, but you'll become more effective with getting people to ask about your business or product. And even if you have to reach out to them and then they say, hey, thanks for reaching out, like you said, I've been meaning to reach out and ask you what you've been up to. I've been meaning to ask you about that product you've been promoting, right? There are right and wrong ways to create curiosity and generate leads online. And I think some of what we're going to teach is very next level. And it's something that they've probably never heard before. And it's what's been very effective with us building our team and building our business. And you know what, Bob, not just our network marketing business, but we've actually built a very successful training company alongside of it. And a lot of that has stemmed from this same type of conversation where we are creating curiosity, providing value. And then every once in a while you monetize, yeah. right? So this, this could be for people not even in network marketing, but it is geared towards online entrepreneurs, network marketers, people in direct sales. And I'm just excited for us to do this training in front of a live audience. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait, man. We're going to have you. We've got a segment on Instagram. We're doing an entire segment on stories marketing. So Insta stories, Snapchat, Facebook stories. I mean, stories are one of the hottest ways to generate leads. I'm going to be doing a segment on LinkedIn, how to prospect and build a brand on LinkedIn. So we're going to have literally some of the best social media training that exists at this event. So any of you that are interested in potentially attending, just go to impactandgrowthsummit.com. We will put the link in the show notes, Impact and growthsummit.com. It's happening April 27th through the 29th in Orlando, Florida. So get the chance to see if you've never seen John and Nadia speak on stage together. Trust me, I'll tell you, that is worth the price of admission alone. Um, <laughs> the two of them together are just absolutely can't miss you know, training. So John, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Where's the best place for them to find you? Well, they could definitely connect with me on Facebook. It's easy to find me, just Real John Melton. And we have our website where we have a lot of our best training on mylifestyleacademy.com. Awesome. All right, brother. Well, I'm glad that we finally made this happen. Thank you for sharing with my audience today. I know they're going to get tons and tons of value. And I uh, can't wait to see the both of you at the event here at the end of the month, only a couple of weeks away. Looking forward to it, man. Appreciate you, Bob. All right. Take care, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. As always, appreciate you being here. And uh, I'll see you real soon on the next episode.